0: Hey everybody, Riley Blanton here from Star Wars Tonight. Huge thank you to everyone who is supporting us here at Star Wars Tonight at patreon.com slash Report. You can support us. Uh, join us for Google Hangouts. Join us for the Friday bonus show. That's right, we're doing a show every Friday as well, as well as all other kinds of awesome extras, goodies, and bonuses. It's just our way of thanking you for supporting us here at Star Wars Tonight. Tonight, it is 24 days, 6 hours and 53 minutes and 15 seconds until Star Wars The Force Awakens hits theaters and we're here. It's another week. Monday shows are kicking off. It's George Lucas in the news. Who knew? We're talking about it right now.
1: Falcon Flight with Destiny Chasing the dark from the night Back in time with destiny Headlong into the fight
0: Words of a while weather together Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. It is Star Wars Tonight, your nightly look at that galaxy far, far away in the countdown to The Force Awakens. Let's do it. I'm joined as always on Monday by my fine co-host, extraordinary talent of the internet. It is a comedian and uh, uh, I I guess former. uh, What's the status? Are you former
1: world traveler?
0: (laughs) <laughs> or are you still a world traveler?
1: Well, you know who knows. I, I'm I'm currently uh, transitioning out of a gig that uh, put me on the road, but uh, who knows whether or not the winds of travel will sweep me up yet again in the future. So you were currently
0: you were a traveler for high, not unlike Han Solo, bouncing around yeah. the galaxy uh, mm-hmm. in your in your uh, freighter ship. Exactly, freighter ship, it was I mean. fast
1: enough for you, old man. <laughs> exactly.
0: But uh, but you got on the you got on the phone tonight, and I'm not going to lie, Justin yeah I like to be flexible with the kind of different types of topics and expertise that yeah. the different daily co-hosts have and I made a mistake man um yeah i i i I was too tempted and I used the Twitter poll feature, uh, uh-huh. which you can do by voting on topics uh by going to a twitter dot com slash hour tonight uh but I had like this huge spread in front of me all these chrome tabs with with audio queued from uh from the pentatonics uh
1: performance. Oh from yeah, that was huge. Ninth, last night.
0: I kid you not, the ninth TV spot, the uh cover girl makeup <sighs> line. But I'll yeah. tell you what, man, it's uh it's it's marketing galore, but people are kind of I'm not gonna lie, they're not really uh if the hardest the hardest of the hardcore are not necessarily in on the whole uh, saturation so far. People are getting a little bit trepidatious. So I'm kinda glad that you got on the Skype call and you're like, dude, we've got to talk about this this Lucas thing. Uh, And then right from here, from the independent Star Wars The Force Awakens, George Lucas reveals what, and I'll insert right here, many Star Wars fans have kind of known for a long time. It's just being confirmed from the maker himself. Reveals why Disney scrapped his ideas for episode seven. Quote, the issue was they looked at the stories and they said, we want to make something for the fans. Oh, so much meaning in so few words. Justin Robert (laughs) Young,
1: your hot takes. I think we're at the bottom of where we will think of George Lucas. So let's start there. Let's start at the idea that for many fans, George Lucas kind of became a tarnished figure and not a creative visionary, um, which I think he will eventually kind of return because that's what he really is, uh, is is we will remember him as being somebody who, uh, along with all the collaborators that helped him put together you know, the original trilogy really created what Lawrence Kasdan called his own genre. And how yeah. many people in pop culture have really done that, uh, you know, in, in ours or any lifetime. Uh, all that being said, he's, you know, it's something that came through very, very clearly in, in how Star Wars conquered the universe was what a tortured relationship he had, which, of course, any fan of Star Wars had kind of known but really, the idea that Star Wars was just this kind of reluctant dance yep. that he had to keep coming back to, to and, and, and in a very noble way, you know, people, you know, kind of get cynical and say, like, oh, well, look, another cash in, you know, that's what the prequels were, and that's what you know, if you look at the marketing uh, from from you know the, the prequels to now, it's more intense now than it was then, and yet I think it probably got, uh, you know, more crap. You know, uh, ten years ago, than it did, than than it is doing it now, uh, just because, you know, people looked at this as like, well, Lucas, we know that you're not, you know, that you're not really into this, and and you know that this is this is a thing. But anyway, the reason why he did it, according to that book, was just to keep those machines going, to keep everybody at Lucasfilm employed. that, that, That that he was really just a good boss, and he wanted those those paychecks that keep coming and he loathed the idea of firing people. So that's why there's new star Wars. And that's what he was leading up to with, uh, you know, uh, writing the new treatments, uh, for yeah. episodes seven, eight and nine and getting, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher and, and, uh, Harrison Ford, uh, and everybody on board, uh, which was secured kind of before he sold it to Disney, or at least he informed them that he was doing this. Uh, and and so now we're just kind of seeing who somebody who's a very complicated guy working through what he I think very aptly called a breakup, which is very yeah. much what it feels like, right? Absolutely,
0: man. It's it's kind of it's not a surprise at all to really anyone who's going to be listening to this program that that George has had that long, odd, oddly contentious relationship with the fans. Because I I don't know well the but mainstream. no but see here's
1: here's here's where I will disagree and, and you were very, very prescient to say that so much was said in so little words because <laughs> when he says that Disney said, "Oh, we want to do this for the fans."
0: yeah, he's mm-hmm. using
1: the fans as kind of a stand in for for possibly not. You know, when, when he says the fans, he does not necessarily in his heart the, the way I'm reading it, mean the most pure-hearted people who He's not um,
0: talking about celebration attendees. That's what we can No. Talk, yeah.
1: He's talking about Mr. Plinkett, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, he's talking about uh the 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 complex place that passion goes when it does not meet expectations and 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 the full buzzsaw that he got for the prequels.
0: Yeah, and it's what's what's interesting is that um I don't I think the first and this is of course just going off of memory, but the first time I think that Star Wars fans were really aware of how Lucas felt felt about all of this was in an article I wanna say that was around early twenty twelve or twenty eleven. It was around the time the Blu rays came out. Mm-hmm. And he did there's this huge feature uh, with, it was like Fortune Magazine or Business Insider or one of those, I think it was Fortune Magazine that did this interview. And in the interview, he directly quotes, you know, I'm, I'm never going to make another Star Wars movie. Why would you make them when all people do are criticize you? It, it is, yeah. and it's, it was, it was the first time I'd ever heard him, uh, try to defend himself, at least in his decision not to make any more Star Wars films. And it's kind of, it kind of hurts. I'm not going to lie to, to see, um, at least what's kind of on the surface seems like a tortured creator but i take i think i take some measure of hope in that his legacy as tarnished as it may seem now to people who really did not like the prequels i think his legacy still is at the end of the day the guy who created star wars
1: well i think we're going to get back to that and and let's all assume or else the entire premise of this nightly podcast will be completely laughable in hindsight by the time the 2016 rolls around <laughs> that the force awakens is good right and we are all happy with the force awakens uh, and, and that Rogue One is good, and that Episode 8 is good, and Episode 9 is good, and everything else that comes after that is, uh, you know, something that, that we enjoy having in our lives. Then we will look at George Lucas and say, hey, you want to know what? He didn't know when to leave the party, but he's the one who started it. And, and, and that is great. And ultimately, he did what was best for this genre, yeah, which was let it go exactly uh it, it, it and i think he would agree that it outgrew him and, and, and I it's think the that, ultimate
0: frankenstein story it's it, it had to at some point and I, and I think many would argue it's overdue
1: certainly now um you also have him saying you know in and, in and, and so and, and this and you probably know so so here's what happened as i understand it you correct me okay. george lucas starts writing Treatments for the larger arc of seven, eight, and nine starts writing the uh, general beats for the script of seven. Yeah, I'll and is and is, is working with Michael Arndt to write the script script for seven. Right, and then he sells to Disney. Exactly. Well,
0: what's interesting is, is that the to give you the really quick timeline, as I understand it from people, a lot of this is public. Some of this is more or less rumors that I've heard somebody say who somebody said who somebody said, right? Like inside yeah. the, the walled garden of Lucasfilm, but that he had he's had in his mind. 12 episodes for a long time, and then really nine episodes to finish the Skywalker line. And he had an idea for the kids of Darth Vader, right? Darth Vader's grandchildren. And so he basically, his treatments, so to speak, are probably just notes on his one of his famous yellow pads that he then yeah. hires and pays an ungodly amount of money to Michael Arndt because he really likes Toy Story and it's really well received um, to, to flesh out uh, and works very closely with him. Uh, Michael Arndt, uh, so when he sells to Disney, the idea is, oh, well, they're going to take that, rework it, and really flesh it out. What I've heard is that Arndt never really got really much more done than just Ex- copying what Lucas had already done. And there was no actual story. So when the, what's commonly referred to him in the mainstream geek media is that Lawrence Caston went in and rewrote it. I really think that there wasn't that much to go on to begin with. Uh, honestly, the only thing that I really know is that I think the kids were going to be designed to be a lot younger, like early teens. Yeah. And that's what Disney was like, yeah, let's not do that.
1: So just a general thing on how things work in Hollywood. Uh, People are assigned to stuff, are working on stuff, are hired for stuff long before they get announced. So it's not odd that if aren't came along with the promise of of what Disney was buying, um, then that could be almost immediately scrapped and Kazdin brought on as soon as JJ was brought on, uh, and 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 that it's only months after that that we hear Arns out and Kazdin's in and Kazdin's rewriting things yeah. that like that that in, in my mind that that seems more plausible as as how things went which if you're Lucas you know that could be a little a little insulting or a little abrupt yeah you know?
0: I think so and I think that he realized that they just have a very different idea of what they want the legacy of Star Wars to be what's almost comedic about this point. I think this will kind of uh, cap out the episode nicely. What's kind of funny about this is that Disney today has a lot of the very same talent that Lucas had once upon a time that makes them so good about making movies. Lucas was a guy who knew how to pick really good creative people, whether it's John Williams, whether it's Lawrence Kasdan and Disney's recognized this skill and they're hiring a lot of these same people some of the same puppeteers are working on The Force Awakens, I mean down to the details uh, I think that, I'm hoping that if nothing else, even if the personal relationship is strained, the creative legacy of Lucas I think, at least I hope and pray is is alive
1: here, one last thing and we'll go out on this imagine you're disney imagine you're kathleen kennedy imagine you get the script beats or the script that has a kid-centric story after you've seen what happened with episode one uh what would you do i think you would do exactly what they did
0: (laughs) fair enough What's funny is that the uh, lightsaber sounds that you keep hearing are this—the new Google uh, feature that uh, transforms your Google apps to do Star Warsy things, which seemed like a great idea this morning, until I realized that there would be like lightsabers buzzing anytime I tried to turn up or down a YouTube video, which is exactly what I'm doing now. Oh, man. But uh, thanks again, Justin. As always, uh, what do you want folks to be looking at? If if they like Star Wars, you mentioned The Contender last week. We've got a link up to it. You've got a brand new website, and it's the holidays. So if folks are interested, they should definitely be going to thecontender.us, right?
1: Indeed. Uh, We got some fun stuff coming up for Black Friday, but get your pre-orders in right now if you want to get it before Christmas. Uh, Meanwhile, I got my jury podcast. It's one mic show where I talk for an hour. Uh, Head on over there, jurytalks.com. J-U-R-Y-T-A-L-K-S
0: there it is there it is folks if you want to follow the show do so it's at star wars tonight we let you know when we're going live each and every week night as uh, and also a quick reminder uh we're doing the regular shows monday through thursday but a new uh new announcement that i did on the flagship show uh but we want you guys to know this week as well friday episodes we are doing them uh but they're only for you guys who are making this possible by supporting us at patreon.com slash star report so we appreciate everyone who's doing that uh, you can do the same and get the Friday episodes as well. But we've got a full week of shows ahead, and uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> we're in the age where Pentatonics is doing a Star Wars sketch live on the American uh, Music Awards. That's the era we live in. It's uh, daily Star Wars, and I think there's no better time to be doing it than now. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. There it is. Awesome, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. I know you're a busy dude, but I'll I'll stay in touch for sure. Absolutely, dude. I'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.